Boneyard Podcast. Welcome back. This is Jared Chaffet and Artemis Brower. Thank you for uh, joining us this week uh, for episode five. We're really excited. We've got a really good podcast uh, lined up for y'all. Um, so this week we're going to have a awesome guest, uh, former ECU tight end. He is the one and only Bryce Williams. Uh, also, we're going to have um, we're gonna, we're going to have some talk about. Um, some things that are going on around around ECU. So, yeah, um, Artie, you ready to get started? Absolutely. I'm I'm so excited for this week's show. Um, second interview, second interview in a, in a row this week. Um, I would say this one was just as good as the first one. Maybe not as long, but this one is absolutely uh, just as good as the first one. Um, and, and and we got a great show for you guys today. So very excited to get into everything we got to talk about. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited about this show today. Um, it, it's a really, it's a really exciting one. It's a really exciting interview. High, high uh, intensity mm-hmm. interview um, with Bryce talking about his uh, his career at ECU, a little bit about his pro career, but also just um, just listening to, to him talk about his experiences of being a walk on, not once but twice, mm-hmm. um, talking about how. You don't have to have, be a scholarship athlete to make a name for yourself in college mm-hmm. sports. Um, I, I think that really shows um, the intensity of uh, of Bryce Williams, and uh, it's something I'm, I'm some, it's something I'm really excited about. Absolutely. So yeah, um, Artie, moving forward, um, I don't know if you saw. I'm guessing you did. Um, Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. former ECU running back, played. Eight or nine years in the league, mm-hmm. um, two thousand yard man in a season. He's one of six people to do it ever. Yep, CJ Two um, K. That's his. That's yeah. his nickname, affectionately known as CJ Two K. Well, he's he's been in the news a little bit this week. Uh, I, I hate to start it off on a on a bad note, but, right? But uh, yeah. So if you haven't heard, Chris Johnson, former ECU running back, uh, is being accused of murder for hire. Mm-hmm. Right, so he allegedly helped somebody get promoted through a drug trafficking organization mm-hmm. in Florida, um, because this guy apparently went out and killed two people mm-hmm. that in that had a drive-by shooting on him and one of his friends back in 2015. So in which he was very fortunate to make it out of that alive. Yes. Very, very fortunate. So in 2015, um, if y'all didn't know this, in 2015, Chris Johnson was shot in a drive-by shooting. He was shot in the shoulder. Um, unfortunately, his friend was not able to make it. Mm-hmm. His friend, who was the driver of the car? Who was driving the car, um, passed away after uh, being shot in this drive-by. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, yeah, so those two men that were involved in the drive-by shooting um, were, that shot at Chris, Chris Johnson, um, apparently they were murdered in 2016. Mm-hmm. One was in January, one, one was in July, um, by a man named Dominic Bolden. Okay, so Dominic Bolden um, was then allegedly rewarded by Chris Johnson. Um, apparently he helped this man become a leader in a drug trafficking, trafficking organization. Um, 
he he's a known gang member in Florida in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the, the the optics aren't good. Let's just start by saying that the right. op- the optics aren't good. Right. Innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. I just saw. I mean, we're recording on Sunday night. I just saw Chris Johnson. He put out a tweet helping to try to help families. Mm-hmm. Um, and three days ago, he had a tweet. Also had a tweet that said, "False news," all in caps. Right. So, I, I saw that tweet. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting situation. Um, Artie, I want to get. Your thoughts. What 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 did you first think when you saw this? Um at at first my first initial thought was like hold on, there's 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 no way this can be true. You know, you know, Chris Johnson, who's kind of been out of the public eye for a little while, been out of the spotlight for a while, kinda of laying low. I figured he was, you know, uh doing his little side businesses, maybe doing coaching, maybe doing something else. Um, but not really involved in anything too dangerous, too risque, too out of the way. Um uh, so when I first heard this, I was like this is this is fake news. Um this is this is just a rumor. This is just uh something that is not true. Um and then I saw the TMZ report on it. Um and usually when TMZ comes out with, with, with something, even though some people might say TMZ isn't reliable news. Usually when they come out with something, it's I mean, probably true. They, they were the ones that broke the Kobe thing. Right. So, you know, um, you know, my, my first initial thought was I didn't want to believe it. You know, even though the story itself, you know, you can kind of read the story and look at it. And be like, okay, I can understand why this man, you know, he had an assault on his life right. back in 2015. He had yep. somebody that was pretty close to him. Um, in that Jeep, in that car with him that died right beside him. Um, whether you come from a bad background or you come from Beverly Hills, I can understand, you know, I, I can see why somebody would want retaliation, would want revenge, would want this, that, and the third. So the story itself is kind of like, I, I hope it's not true. I hope that he would be um, mature enough and old enough and grown enough to understand you know, we're going to do this the right way. We're going to do this the legal way. Um, but the story itself is kind of like, okay, I could, I could see this happening. I could see somebody doing this, you know, in retaliation to what happened to not only me, but it happened to somebody that was close to me just a few years ago. Um, now, Chris Johnson, a football player, we all know who he was as an ECU football player. We all know the storied program the ECU has. We've got 30, 40, 50 players that you could easily name that had an impact on ECU, but he's probably in the top five. He's probably in your top five, top 10, whatever it is, greatest East Carolina football players of all time. And that's why this is such big news. That's why this is such a big, big pull because, you know, to some, and and in some people's mind, he is the greatest ECU football player ever. Um, CJ2K, we all know what he did. In the NFL, we all know what he did with the Tennessee Titans yep. rushing for 2,006 yards back in 2009. One of only six players to ever do that. Um, so, at, you know, from, from a football perspective, we, we hold him in this high, you know, kind of echelon, upper echelon, as, as in, you know, we, we don't want to see our heroes, we don't want to see our idols who have, who have done so much on the football field kind of fall from grace. But this has happened before. This is going to happen again. Um, like I said, I, I, I truly hope that this story is not true. I truly hope that he is innocent. I want to believe Chris Johnson when he says this is false news. 
Um, but just reading the story, um, I, I am someone that's not going to say I couldn't believe it. I, I, I could believe that he could retaliate in a fashion like this um, based off of the information that's been given to me so far. But I hope it's not true. I really do. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I hope it's not true. But mm-hmm. um, like I said earlier, I, the optics the optics look bad. The optics look bad. Exactly. So, um, I mean, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But um, un- until we until we know, I mean, it, it's one of those things that's like, damn, like, mm-hmm. and and we're not sitting here saying he's guilty or or not guilty. We just don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're just looking at it from a, a purely, honestly, a, a, a football perspective on what he has done on the field because we really don't know too much of what he's done off the field. He was kind of very quiet on his background right. coming in. So I mean. When it comes to Chris Johnson, we really only know the football player. Uh, I mean, I was I was very shocked when I saw that uh, saw that report come out from TMZ. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of confused uh, when I first saw it, and then I, I saw it. And I was like, "Dang, like this this doesn't make sense." Mm-hmm. But it it also does make sense, right? Um, it, it's it's just a sad situation because I mean these things can really mess somebody's lives live up mm-hmm. um so i don't know our we're, we're hoping that it's not true absolutely but absolutely because we are big fans of chris johnson yeah you know and so and you'll you'll hear us talk about it a little bit later we we asked y'all for your mount rushmores and um on on social media and a lot of you said chris johnson was on your mount rushmore and that, that's a hell of a pick because i mean he, he should be on almost everybody's um, right, and we'll we'll talk about our Mount Rushmores in a little bit mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. um, when we have our second guest from the Boneyard Podcast, uh, Bryce Williams. He he joined us um, today on on the podcast, and we're we're really excited for you to get to hear this interview. Um, he he's he, he's an awesome guy. Um, a lot of you don't know this, or probably don't know this. Me and Bryce Williams, we actually went to high school together. Um, so knowing him, knowing his family, um, growing up around him, um, he, he was a couple years older than me, but growing up, seeing him play football at North Davidson mm-hmm. in Lexington, North Carolina, and then also seeing him play at ECU, putting on the purple and gold and, um, helping ECU to some mm-hmm. major victories in, in program history. A true um, North Carolinian. I would, I would say Bryce Williams is a true North Carolinian. It, he is. I mean, this man, he, he's, he's an awesome person to talk to. You'll, you'll, you really get a sense of his personality in this interview. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's a, he's a great person to talk to. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had the chance to ever meet him, um, if you ever do, I, I highly suggest just taking a couple minutes and talking with him. He'll, he'll take some time out of his day. I know how he is. I know how the family he comes from. Um, they, they'll really, they'll, he'll really make sure to talk to you. And um, you know, it, it, it's a great, it, he's, he's a great person to talk to. I can't say that enough. Yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah. he was a great person to talk to. Um, so, cause he didn't, he didn't speak like somebody who was one of the greatest tight ends to ever play for ECU. He just talked like a normal guy, you know, just, just a normal dude that, that you would just have a conversation on the street. Not, I mean, not that, cocky at all. He's right. just, I mean, he, he's a, he's a big dude, six, six. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably, I think he finished his career at like two ten, two fifteen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he was a big dude. Mm-hmm. 
um, out there on the field, and um, he's got a, he's got an even bigger heart. You'll you'll hear some of that in in today's interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you say, Artie? Won't we go ahead and throw it on over to our interview with former ECU tight end Bryce Williams, um, and talk about our Mount Rushmore's a little bit. Let's do it. All right. We're pleased today to be joined by um, a former ECU Pirate, a uh, former football player at ECU. Uh, he started his career in high school by going to North Davidson in Lexington, North Carolina. He uh, started his college career at Marshall as a walk-on. Then he transferred to ECU as a preferred walk-on. Um, had 96 receptions for 1,040 yards and 13 receiving touchdowns. He's a former NFL and Alliance of American Football League tight end. He is Bryce Williams. Uh, thanks for joining us, Bryce. How's it going? Good, bud. Thanks, y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Uh, we're glad to have you, man. Uh, a lot of people they don't they don't know this because a lot of people don't know where I went to high school. But uh, Bryce and I we actually went to North Davidson. Um, he was a, he was a little bit before me, but um, both both Black Knights uh, started out as Black Knights, and that, that that's awesome. That I mean, I've kept up with you through it all, so. It's a pleasure. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you, and um, it, it's a it's a great accomplishment for us to have you on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Bryce. Uh, as we get started, we kind of want to talk about you walked on at Marshall, right? So were were you being recruited at all in in high school? Yeah. Yeah. So I was being recruited a little bit um, here and there. You know, no D one big D one uh, schools have came in the picture yet. Um, until I guess it was after it was after signing day. I think it was like towards the end of February during track season. Uh, and Marshall calls and pretty much says, "Hey, you want to come take come for a visit? You know, it's not a scholarship, but you know, it's a preferred walk on um, spot." And shoot, I you know that was the only thing I had. So I remember the coach saying, "Because you know, if you remember in high school, I was a uh, you know real heavy, 190 pounds at six six and." <laughs> He says, uh, well, can you be, play tight end? I'm thinking, back of my head, it's like, well, not really, but sure. And um, as I can gain weight, so I'll come in as a 190-pound tight end, you know, put my hand in the dirt for the first time back then. And, uh, you know, and obviously the rest is history now, but I'm thankful mm-hmm. for Marshall, you know, give me that opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it there and learned a lot, but. Thankfully, ECU ended up uh, making a path. And Bryce, uh, this is Artie here. Uh, what what went into the decision making to to leave Marshall and to and to go to East Carolina? What 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 went into all that? Um, as far as you saying, you know. Um, what? So really, what got it going on was um, you know my brother Sean Jared. You know Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he was at ECU, and you know how good of a kicker he was in high school, and. Um, you know, he was on the team at ECU, and I'm thinking my brother was at uh, – my older brother was a senior our freshman year in college, and then my both my parents went to ECU. So, you know, after a while I got thinking, man, like, it'd be cool to play at ECU. I grew mm-hmm. up watching ECU football. Um, you know, just saw it as bigger football and just already knew the atmosphere and, you know, sort of started comparing, you know, nothing against Marshall, but I just felt like, man – you know, ECU is where I want to be. And, you know, thankfully, Sean was my recruiter. He uh, got my highlight tape from high school. 
and would go up to the go see his uh, coach cadet, Carrie Carrie Cadet, and um, which was kind of like the personnel guy and stuff. And she handed him my highlight tape, and he watched it, and obviously thought something of it. Then showed uh, Coach Kirkpatrick, you know, the inside receivers, and you know, long story short, I said, yeah, we'd like to have him, you know, have him. Um, you know, things would have been a little more convenient if they would have just said that right off the bat. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, really, you know, after going through that, um, shoot, I think I made my decision. I wanted to transfer. Uh, I want to say it was like towards the – yeah, it was uh, It was like during the – it started getting in the works probably late October, November of uh, the college season. So, mm-hmm. um Heck, I, it was kind of dead set. And then I remember, you know, telling Coach Holiday that, hey, like, look, this is what I want to do and all that. And, now, of course, as an 18-year-old, if you ever seen Coach Holiday, he's a pretty stern-looking guy and yeah. Yeah, he uh, real nervous, you know, going in to sort of tell him the deal. And, you know, Marshall's actually, you know, they were, I guess, professional, you know, about it and mm-hmm. allowed me just to continue uh, throughout spring ball. So. Um, I finished spring ball with them, and you know, then that was it, and started making my way to getting into ECU, and had to take summer class, and uh, thank you know, thankfully everything worked out. Got invited to the 105 um, on the 105 roster, which means coming in early for fall camp, which is a big deal, um, which I wasn't sure at first, but it only took I think a day of me not being there. The other tight end they had got hurt or quit or something, and mm-hmm. you know. It all worked out for me then. That's awesome. Yeah, and we're we're, we're glad that it did, man. I mean, yeah. you're, you're you're one of the greatest tight ends in in ECU history. I mean, appreciate it, that. Yeah, I mean, you you brought out some highlight plays in, in your time at ECU. Um, so you you're coming into ECU, and you I mean, you said it. You grew up watching ECU around the program, mm-hmm. um, around the university. Um, what is something that stands out to you as an ECU Pirate? What's something that, I mean, you say, okay, this is something that sets Pirates apart from other people that um, come out? Man, let's see. I guess, you know, football-wise, you know, this is just obviously my opinion. And, you know, I think it was just, you know, while I was there, I don't know what you know, the mindset is there now, but um, even before us – I, mean, I think it was just the mindset of, you know, people kind of look down on us. And, you know, especially for me, I knew a few of some other players, you know, I played with us, like, you know, we weren't intimidated by anybody. You know, going into the swamp uh, my senior year, I was mm-hmm. – I didn't bat an eye, didn't, wasn't nervous, wasn't intimidated. Um, you know, so I think definitely that mindset that, you know, we're, look, we're, we're looked down upon as an underdog and, um, things like that, but you know, you've seen, you know, we've proven that we can compete with the ACC, mm-hmm. um, you know, in high caliber teams. So, you know, I think that definitely is something that um, I think sets us apart. You know, being pirates. And and as a as a walk on, someone who you know kind of did it twice. What 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 advice would you give to somebody else who's trying to, I guess, follow the same path as you? You know, they 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 weren't highly recruited or highly you know, touted and worked the five-star, four-star, three-star, whatever, coming out of high school. But they have the skills. They have what it takes to make it. What would you – what kind of advice would you give them? Um, I could definitely go ahead and say if they – the scholarship doesn't mean 
a single thing when it comes to playing, you know, playing time, anything like that. A scholarship just means, yeah, you're getting your school paid for a little sooner than a guy mm-hmm. who's working to earn it because um, you're not to boast or anything. But, I, I heck, I started for, goodness, two and a half. I guess it would be – I think I played – what two seasons two full seasons all conference and mm-hmm. all that still didn't have a scholarship and but I didn't let it bother me I said hell I ain't here to get my school paid for I'm here to play football and that's what I'm doing I'm getting the opportunity I'm you know playing games starting touchdowns right. you know all that stuff so definitely don't look at not getting a scholarship out of high school as a failure um or a means to well I guess I'm not getting a scholarship I'm gonna quit it's like I mean that if that's the case, you didn't have you don't have the drive to begin with, right? Or you know the passion to even pursue playing college ball, whatever level it may be. Mm. Um, I say you got that in your mind to get a scholarship. Well, prove the coaches, you know, make the best of your opportunities when your number's called. Make the play, you know, do the extra stuff, um, you know, before after practice and the off season work your tail off. Um, so I say definitely. Guys who are looking to get that scholarship, obviously earn it, work for it, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully you do your time and prove it to the coaches. Then you know, hopefully you get one. You know, if right, you go, right. you know, things like that. So definitely look at it as a scholarship as, oh, if I get a scholarship, I'm gonna be a starter. But I've seen several scholarship players that ride the bench. You know, so <laughs> it don't matter what you do in high school. It all matters what you can do. You know, in the present. Right. Right. That's in the eye, and that's. Uh, any coach will say that. I don't give a crap what you did. It's nicer <laughs> words is what I'm saying. You know, yeah, you know not be recorded. You know, you know, God prove it now. So, mm. yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that that's you saying that. I mean, I didn't play football growing up. I didn't. I didn't, didn't play football ever. I never played, um, even in elementary school. But I mean, mm-hmm. for you to say that to talk about. I mean what it needs what you need to do to be successful and that's to be successful in anything in anything right it's not just football that's anything and oh um, yeah that that he's saying that makes me want to just run through a wall (laughs) Um, oh yeah yeah i mean nothing you know nothing's given to you you all know that you know you know you know there's certain things that you know people get you know fed the silver spoon or you know things seem to work out for somebody you may admire or whatever but you know you don't know what they've done in the past or whatnot and you've got a goal I mean go after it no matter how small you got to start or you know whatnot so mm-hmm. um yeah definitely you know that can play into life in many aspects personal question here um what was your favorite NFL team that you were on what would what would you say as, as far as players coaches city which one was your favorite um Gosh, I mean, definitely in every team, I've made good friends and mm-hmm. um, hanging out with Gronk. <laughs> what I said? Are you hanging out with Gronk? <laughs> uh never got, to, never hung out with him outside of football. Unfortunately, <laughs> that that probably would have been a little. That would have pretty been uh, an experience there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I I guess. I guess since I spent. Um, the longest amount of time, you know, at the Rams in 2016, um, you know, made really good friends there and got to experience mm. a lot, you know, and on every team. But, you know, I think since I spent my longest time with the Rams, 
Um, I'll say like the Rams, you know, Coach Fisher and I mm-hmm. um, were both are both hunting guys. We like to hunt fish. So I'd sit there and talk about hunting to the head coach. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? So right. he's, uh, yeah. I think definitely I enjoyed the, uh, the Rams a lot, you know. Okay. And I've got, you know, I have good, you know, uh, memories on each team and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, the Rams were definitely fun. You know, I got to go to London and, you know, go all, you know, for the first time and, you know, do a lot of stuff. So I guess I could uh, – I'll put my finger on the Rams. On the Rams. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, yeah, I, I was fully expecting you to say the hometown team, the Carolina Panthers. But, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And, hey, that's perfectly fine with me. I'm a Falcons fan. So that, there you go. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, Yeah, so talking about – um, you, you've been out for a little bit now since uh, the Alliance kind of disbanded mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. last year. What, do you have any plans to continue in football? Man, um, a part of me, you know, of course the XFL, I guess, is folded up now, unfortunately. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think I probably would have pursued the XFL had mm. it been kind of sooner after the alliance you know but it wasn't you know had to be a whole nother year and um you know before that got going and everything so as of right now i mean it's hard to say but i mean obviously i think you know football i'm not pursuing it anymore Mm -hmm. um you know i feel like i did all i could Mm -hmm. with every team and um you know i won't get it won't get into you know reasons of uh frustration of why I'm kind of over football mm-hmm. as far as the business part of it. You know, I still miss football a ton of the competitive part of it. Um, just the drive. Everybody has the same intention to better themselves for the most part. Um, you know, the camaraderie and, you know, just the friends you make and stuff. And then obviously playing the game of football. Uh, but now to answer the question, really just, I mean, I think football's done for me. Hopefully, um, you know, plan to, you know, coach uh, maybe local, you know, one of the high schools, you know, here in Pitt County or, or somewhere and trying to be in football in some aspect here once I get things settled out and, you know, figure, figure it out. Yeah, that, that, that was going to lead into my next question, but you, you kind of answered it for me. I was going to ask if you ever thought about getting in, getting into coaching, mm-hmm. whether it's a uh, receivers coach, offensive coordinator. I know, mm-hmm. I, I know your good friend Shane Carden, he's, taking the helm at a high school in Idaho. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that I mean, that's – I mean – Oh, yeah, I feel like uh, – the reason, I guess, you know, obviously for coaching, you know, of course there's that competitive um, aspect of it, um, even though I'm not playing. But, you know, that's still um, drive for your team to win. But, you know, also for me to, you know, these younger kids, you know, teach them things and, um, you know, my mind, you know, mindset – and I guess, you know, values and, you know, little, um, I guess, yeah, well, I just lost the train of thought, but, you know, uh, techniques, mm-hmm. you know, to use, you know, during practices and into the game and, you know, pass my knowledge of what I've been able to learn through playing in the NFL and everything to these kids so they can know these things sooner than when I had to learn them and make them even better football players. Right. Um, you know, I feel like that's something, you know, I want to and need to pass on um, since I was fortunate enough to, you know, make it to where I did. Yeah. And, Artie, did you have something? No. Mm. Okay. So, um, I wanted to ask you one more question about ECU before we move on. 
um, what was your best memory at ECU? It, it could be football. football. Or, it could be football or otherwise, or if you want to give Which us I, two. I, I know it's a lot. I know there's a lot. I know, I know you're a lot too, so. Um, I'll narrow it down just to football. My whole, pretty much my whole um, ECU Spooks experience overall was a blast. And mm-hmm. y'all can attest to that because y'all went there. So, but uh, I, I mean, football, I mean, goodness gracious. Probably, I mean, probably, I mean, definitely, you know, beating NC State at State. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Well, what was it like with, with, that purple and gold chant in Carter Finley Stadium. The oh, yeah. DC, yeah. DC fans. <laughs> that was, yeah, that, that was like hearing that was thinking, golly, we just took over this place. You know, I mean, yeah. for, for us to start that, I mean, it was just, I feel like the ultimate, like, you know, degrading to state fans to know their home <laughs> crowd. Is got their tail between their legs, literally, because mm-hmm. they're boring. quiet, just dispersed. So, <laughs> you know, so their tail between the legs, quiet. I mean, nothing going on but ECU fans chanting purple and gold in each of the far corners of the stadium. You know, <laughs> little, you know, we're better than y'all. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think I had to put one on it, would definitely have been that. I mean, I can't obviously look back and say what if, but what would have definitely topped it was it would be beaten. Florida in, um, you know, in the swamp, my senior. That would have been, that would definitely have been one of been it. But you know, because I scored, and that was probably one of the highlights of my career mm-hmm. games and stuff. But yeah, well, uh, I'm gonna put my. I'll say state. You know, being state in at state was was sweet. That's for sure. Yeah, and then yeah, that I mean, watching that game, I, I was I was just a freshman then, and just seeing that game and watching and being like. Okay, we're we're about to beat them. Like this mm-hmm. is a uh, we had just lost to Virginia Tech. Yeah, like, yeah. Before and I mean it was like okay we we can compete with these teams. Mm-hmm. Right. Dang, I forgot we beat Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech too. Yeah, we. Yep. Beat, yep. Can I combine those two memories? I'm gonna, yeah, absolutely. That, I'll, I'll combine those two. I totally forgot beating Blatt, beat them in Blattsburg. So. You beat you beat Carolina in Carolina, but mm-hmm. I mean that that's not that's not saying that ain't much. saying much. They Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna combine the state win and the Virginia Tech win. That yeah, that was uh, God, that was sweet too. Yeah, I'm gonna combine those two if that's possible. I'm yeah, allowed, I'm allowed to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, you're allowed, absolutely you're allowed memories. to do that. <laughs> yeah, that I mean those those are great memories. Those are memories that I mean all ECU fans remember. I mean we we. Mm. Everybody was saying we had no business being in that game against Virginia Tech, and I, mm-hmm. I think we were down by like two or three touchdowns. Yeah, we were down at one point. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, I remember my my wife, who she did go to the school that wears light blue. Um, <laughs> we, we won't hold we won't hold that against her, but um, she was like, "Jared, the game's over. Like, turn it off." And that was the only time I was like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe." If I was keeping up with it on my phone, we went. She wanted to go to the mall. We had something going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, Savannah, we've got to get back to the. <laughs> got to get back to the house. We got to get back to the apartment. This game is. Yeah. This game is. Com- we're, we're coming back, and and for us to win, I mean, that, that, was, that was a big win. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's all the questions I had. We have one question that we like to ask. Uh, well, since you're the second guest that we've had, mm-hmm. um, we had Evan Krasinski on last week. Um, we wanted to ask you. What is your 
Sup Dogs order when you go to Sup Dogs in Greenville. Sup Dogs order. Let's see. I'm ashamed to say I've only been a few times, but it's the oh, uh, Bryce. I know, but I, I have gone, you know, so I have been, so I'm not totally. Um, it's the uh, whatever. What uh, of course you gotta get two hot dogs. Double the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two it's hot just a dollar. <laughs> That's all they are. Dang, I don't remember that. <laughs> so I get two hot dogs. Obviously, the one with um, the bake. Isn't there one with like bacon the- and cheese on it or something? Uh, the one I get is the cheesy bacon delight. That's got to be the one I get. It, it's got like the cheese and the bacon on it with the sup sauce. Oh man! Mm. Yeah, that. Do you make me go about to get in the car right now? <laughs> order. I guess I gotta get it to go, don't I? So yeah, yeah. Get to get it to go. So yeah, I think it was that one I've ordered then. So the uh, was the cheesy bacon delight hot dog is my go-to then. Same, gotcha. same. All right, so Bryce. So uh, another thing that we've been doing on our podcast over the last two or three weeks is giving our Mount Rushmore's. We started off with our ECU basketball Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. went on, we had our ECU baseball Mount Rushmore. Now we want to get our ECU football Mount Rushmore's, right? Um, so how, do you feel good starting us off? Yeah, I can. It's going to be hard if I can combine two receivers. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm stuck with four, I got it. Yeah, we uh, – Artie and I were talking before we started recording today. We were like, I was, I was beating myself up, man. I, it was hard for me to just pick four. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, absolutely yeah, really beating myself is. up. Um, so, I guess yeah. I'm ready to go. I guess, mm-hmm. thinking about it, I guess I'll start on the defense side of all. Just one. Some of, you know, you know Jerry, remember Jeremy Grove? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm on the – you know, it was short-lived due to injury, but – you know, his freshman All-American, um, you know, his first year, I think it was like 122-some tackles, wow. you know, he, he had. And, you know, just an outstanding uh, linebacker. And he ended up having, like, serious neck issues and things like that. So, he was, you know, short-lived and could have really been uh, something, I think, if he stayed he was able to stay healthy. So, so I'm going to have to go with my buddy Grove for the linebacker. Um of course, Shane, you know, his playmaking ability and everything he could do, you know, scram- you know, could scramble, you know, so well and make plays happen and things like that. So, definitely Shane. Um, and I guess as a receiver, he's definitely tough, tough. I mean, I took, of course, got my two former guys I played with, but that's real tough. I hope, <laughs> so I hope one of them doesn't take it personal. He shouldn't. Because he would probably respect it. Go, I'm, so I'm gonna go Hardy. Okay, um, okay. You know, being with Hardy for three years and just seeing how smooth of a player he was, he just mm-hmm. never seemed flustered. You know, and was just so smooth catching the ball, and you know he can make things happen. Um, I mean, I can go on for it, but you know, y'all have seen it and speaks for Absolutely. himself. He's done. So uh, definitely Hardy as receiver. Uh, I'm going a little old school because I know him personally, you know, um, for the running back. Um, probably Tony Collins um, for the like running back. I like Tony that's, Collins. That's a sleeper. Was, yeah, that, it is that's a, sleeper. a sleeper. I like that one. We, we yeah. Both, so, yeah, we both have a list of like 15 guys that could could have been named. but Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, I guess just, just to throw some old school in the back because I'm all, Absolutely. Probably, you know, 2000 or earlier. Um Cox, I'm all in the 2000, 
12, 10 area. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll go Tony Collins. You know, you know obviously he was a drafted, I think, second round and, uh, you know, did phenomenal at ECU and then, you know, was a pro bowler. So, um, I think having him on the offense that would be beneficial. So, uh, those are my, I guess, four – Mount Rushmore's. It's a very good list. That, that's a that's a very good list. Those are and there's some names on there that like you, you don't really. I mean, they're they're on your radar, but they're not like mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, they're not always there for everybody. And uh, yeah, I, I really like that. That, that. That was a really well thought out answer. No, oh, yeah. Already, my uh my four and, and and like I said, it was it was very hard for me to pick just four because like there's easily fifteen or twenty guys you could pick. Yep. Um, but I did this list based off of importance and like kind of notoriety, what they brought to the program and how they put the program on a national stage. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I got Jeff Blake, um, mm-hmm. oh, part of the, you know, quarterback for the greatest single season ECU has ever had that 1991 peach bowl team that went 11 and one, oh, yeah. um, beat NC state in Atlanta. Um, I think he finished uh, ninth in the Heisman voting that year and played 14 years in the NFL. Uh, so I got Jeff Blake at one, um, two, I got CJ 2K, you know, if you're going to have a, if you're going to have ECU Mount Rushmore, you got to have Chris Johnson on there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. First team, <laughs> all American top five, top six in every offensive category we have at the school, um, set or tied 18 school records. Um, so definitely got CJ 2K also hit, you know, I don't know if you know about his professional career, but he had a pretty decent professional career. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 years or late like was it right at 10 years in the league I, yeah, yeah. I, I think so i he, think so he he, ju- he just missed the what ten thousand. Mm-hmm. he just missed 10, and i mean he's yards. he's one of six players in nfl history to rush for over two thousand yards in a season so he he had to make that list um number yeah. three and then i was torn between zay jones and justin hardy to put in this third spot oh, yeah. because zay jones <laughs> is the record holder i put him there True. at number three True. Um, he's also got the single season receptions record. Uh, right. Well, so I'll put him up there. Um, and then I got his daddy at number four. I got Robert Jones because I have right. to have a defensive player. And I think he's one of the best defensive players to ever come through ECU. Got three Super Bowl rings, at, you know, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, led ECU three straight years in tackles. So that's my top four. That's my Mount Rushmore. That's strong. Yeah. Yes. So th- those are those are all good. I think, I mean, th- this is going to be the first time, Marty, that – We've gone and I mean we've had some overlap, but mm-hmm. I mean not not too much. So my first one, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go old school. I'm gonna take it back. A uh, former running back, uh, played 13 years in the NFL. Mister mm-hmm. Ernest Biner. I mean mm-hmm. that. I mean he had he had a great career. Um, I want to say it was like some 56 something rushing touchdowns in mm-hmm. in his NFL career. So um, gotta have him on there. Um, somebody that's still playing today in the NFL, Dwayne Harris. Um, yep. I mean, yep. he's he, he was another one of those guys. Like, oh, he, yeah. he kind of deserves to be on that list too. I mean, he, yeah, he would lay it to the guys too. Yeah. He, I mean, he's trucking people. Yeah. You know, so watch his highlight tape. Him and him and CJ Two K when they were in that Hawaii Bowl against mm-hmm. Boise State. I mean, they took that thing over. They, they're the. I mean, they put the team on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean. Seeing those two guys, seeing what they did, I wanted to go a little bit away from CJ2K. Um, I went with a different running back with Ernest Biner. Um, so then going into like a quarterback, uh, I would I would probably have to say like I'm I'm probably going to lean David Garrard. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, another good NFL career. Um, I mean, spent spent it most of it, if not all of it, I can't remember in in Jacksonville. Yeah, I think all but like three years. Yeah, in Jacksonville. I, I mean, he he really the, that was the highlight of the Jacksonville Jaguars was mm-hmm. when he was there. I mean, yeah, they've had Blake Bortles over the last couple of years, but like he he was the they were pretty consistent when he was the yeah. quarterback. And then um, dang last. Last, last, last. Who who I have fourth? Um, I've been doing a lot of coaches. I, I, I'm gonna try to stick away, stick with not going with a coach this week. Uh, let's say, hmm, I, I had it written down here, but I want to say that I'm gonna go with. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll throw him in there. Uh, Shane Carden. I mean, another quarterback. I mean, Mister Air Raid guy could throw bombs. <laughs> Um, I mean, Bryce, you, you know better than anybody. <laughs> that man can uh, – he, he can fit a – he can probably knock the nose off Abe Lincoln. Yeah. The pass. I mean, he, yeah. he knew what he was doing. So, um, I, w- I wish he would have had a I mean, lengthier that, NFL or a lengthier career. I, I thought he was – Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that 2014 season alone, he had to be a top five quarterback in the nation. Yeah. yeah. He had to have been. I mean, there. I mean, I remember when we were ranked that 2014 season. I mean, halfway through the season, people were talking about, well, Shane Carter. I mean, he's good. Could could he end up going to the yeah. going to the awards banquet mm-hmm. and ending up as a finalist for the Heisman? I mean, I I thought so at first. Yeah. I, mean, I thought. I mean, I thought he was a hell of a quarterback mm-hmm. um, in his time at ECU. I mean, and I, I hate that his career kind of mm-hmm. came to an abrupt end, but. I mean, yeah, uh, Shane Carden. I'll, I'll go. With, I'll go with Shane. Yeah. So there we go. Wow that that, that was a good, that was a good discussion. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah. those, those are all some great guys. I think we had one guy that may have gotten overlapped. Bryce, you said Shane, right? Insane. So, yeah. So yeah, well, we. I mean, that's one person that got overlapped and mm-hmm. we named 12. And I, I think yeah. I've got like four other guys on my honorary mention that we didn't even name. Um, Skip Holtz. Okay. Ruffin okay. McNeil. Yep. Um, Follower of the podcast. Vontae Leach. Ooh. Zeke Bigger. Oh, <laughs> Those are, you know. Yeah. Zeke. I was thinking about Zeke. Mm-hmm. Coop. Yeah. Coop. Absolutely. Yep. You got Coop. Uh, Steve Logan. Another, I mean, coach. Um I mean, you got some help, Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you could you can attest to this, Bryce. I mean, he he led that offense. He he knew what he was oh, doing yeah. that offense. How, yeah. how was that? Hey, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was good. You know, I guess yeah. put it simple, it was good. You know. <laughs> You, you probably knew you probably knew the ball was going to come to you a couple times at least. Oh during, yeah, during the game. Certain plays, you're like, all right, that's definitely coming to me. You know, <laughs> definitely coming to me. So that that made it nice. So, yeah. so yeah, there's, I mean, there's 16, 17 names that we just named. Yeah, that that could easily be mm-hmm. on there, and and you sometimes you forget just how great of a Joseph program. Yeah, Linzo Joseph. We didn't mention that. And I mean, he's, honestly, he's probably the best ECU football player in the NFL right now. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you. How about that? Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah. They, yeah, Wilson played for a little bit, right? Yeah, C.J. Wilson, mm-hmm. Packers. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got all these guys. I mean, yeah. 
but those teams in the in the nineties, those <laughs> early nineties teams, those are probably where that and then the two thousand twelve to two thousand fourteen teams that you were on. Bryce, those are probably. The best, yeah. the best teams. Oh, not probably. Those, those are the best teams in ECU yeah. history. Yeah. So I mean, the debate is okay, which era? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, but yeah, um, that was a that was a great conversation. Um, thanks, Bryce, for hopping on. Um, yeah, no problem, bud. Yeah, well, thanks y'all for having me. Absolutely yeah, we'll, we'll appreciate have, you. Man. We'll have to have you again. Um, maybe maybe when we start to do our season preview, when we talk about Marshall. Uh, you, you know better than most people that that rivalry and what what yeah. that means to both fan bases and both universities. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll have you back on. Sorry about the dog. No, I, I hear the dogs in the background acting up. So I know we got to let you get to the get, get to the dogs. They, they, yeah. Man, they, they're just ready to go out, go go run. Oh yeah, I'm about to. That's for sure. <laughs> all, all right, Bryce. Thank you again. All right, guys. Stay y'all safe, stay stay Yeah, Absolutely. man. Go Pirates. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, thank you to uh, Bryce Williams for joining us today on today's podcast. Uh, really, really great catching up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a buddy of mine that, that I've had for several years now. Um, but yeah, that, that that was really that was a really great interview. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I can speak for both of us. Um, I hope I hope y'all enjoy listening to it. Yep. So uh, moving on, uh, we had we had an interesting topic idea sent to us um that i don't think will take too long to discuss Mm-mm. Artie, um do you, you want to go into it yeah it was a uh intramural question um best moments or or, or best uh intramurals on ecu's campus um and i'm, I'm someone who you know I, I played rugby which is an intramural sport at ecu for two years um i'm a little biased because i personally think that the ECU rugby rugby club is the best intramural uh, program that we have, but I know we have others. We have the intramural baseball team, which is excellent, which is pretty good. Yep, intramural um, hockey, which is if you haven't been to a right. hockey game, the intramural hockey game, which is the, you know, hockey team. The, those intramural hockey games are fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we look, we've we've got a lot of intramural teams and kids that that work um, just as hard. Maybe not as talented, but they work just as hard as the uh, Division One scholar athletes that we have. Um, but for me personally, um, a story that I have um, that I would, you know, relate to my time with, with uh, ECU rugby would probably be spring semester 2014. Um, ECU rugby was in the height of its, of, of kind of like in its heyday, kind of getting on the map, kind of, so getting out there. Go ahead. Were, were we freshmen at this time? We were freshmen. We were okay. freshmen at this time. This was our spring semester, our freshman year. Um, this was my second semester playing rugby. Um, and we had Furman, which at the time was a national powerhouse in rugby, yep. ranked in the top 10. I think they were ranked number eighth or ninth in the country at that time. And we had them at home. And that was like our time to kind of let everybody else in the country, everybody else in the region know just who we were as a rugby team. I think at the time we were six and two um, as a, as a rugby team and um, went into that matchup. Everybody was feeling it. Everybody was feeling good. Um, and we dominated. I, I think we ended up beating Furman. Uh, I want to say it was 42 to six or 42 to 12. It was one of those scores. 
Um, but I know it was it was a lot to a little. And it really cemented ECU rugby that day um, going forward. And, and and since then, the program has just taken off. I mean, we've had our own – we've got our own sevens team. And people that don't know what sevens is, you got – you know, you got your regular fifteens uh, and you got your sevens. Right. Um, and the sevens is kind of like your 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 skilled player. So think of it as football. You know, your receivers, your running backs, your quarterbacks, your pretty boys. Your sevens are your pretty boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got our own seven sevens teams uh, now. Um, and and our uh, every other year or every year, you know, continuously ranked in the top twenty five in the nation. Um, and and just put on a great show. Um, so I, I encourage, you know, students that are still at ECU, I encourage you guys go out and support not just the ECU rugby team, go out and, and, and support all these intramural uh, sports teams because they really do, uh, they put on a great show, but they work hard. I mean, you know, like, like I said, they might not be as talented as these Division One scholar athletes, um, but they work just as hard and, and, and the product is phenomenal. So that's probably my best intramural story. Okay, so... Did y'all did y'all play? You played Furman. Did, mm-hmm. did something in that game mm-hmm. like really stand out to you? For me personally, um, I intercepted a pass and returned it for uh, for a try. We don't call it a touchdown; we call it a try in in rugby. Um, but but I would say that that day that game kind of separated us from the pack. It was kind of like, you know, it was us, it was NC State, it was the Citadel, it was a few other schools yeah. um, that were trying to make it to that Furman level that, you know, that that next, that App State level. At the time, mm-hmm. App State was really good at rugby. Um, that kind of level nationally, and that game kind of put us on the map. And so that's kind of what I remember the most from that game. Okay, and is that – is that the moment in your athletic career that you remember the most? That athletic career? No. Well, okay, so what's that moment? I would say junior year of high school. Um, I played for Northwest Guilford High School here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, I would say our our junior year was probably our best team. Um, we went uh, we went nine and three that year. Um, went to the went to the um, second round of the states and we had beat a team that we had no business beating um and that was scotland county scotland county has been a perennial powerhouse in football since forever since i can remember um and 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 for us it was getting past that hump of getting past scotland county we had always had good teams we had always had teams that could compete but we couldn't get over that hump and i just remember going to that game we just had a mindset of belief, you know, right. go in there. Nobody's giving you a shot. Nobody's giving you a chance, but you know what you've accomplished. You won your conference. You are one of the top 20, top 25 teams in the state. You know that. Um, and, and coach Woodruff, we called him Woody at the time. He just, you know, go in, go in here and, 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 and do it for the guys that are sitting right next to you. I, I remember he gave one of the greatest, pregame speeches and I, and I won't repeat it because I can't remember everything he said but I just know he gave one of the greatest pregame speeches I've ever heard and every everyone just got so hyped and so amped up before that game um, and we went out and we won it was a very close game very good game we won 35-31 in their you know in their stadium in Scotland County um, and was able to go on to the third round 
Um, now, sadly, that very next week, we lost to Mallard Creek, who ended up playing in the state title game, which Mallard Creek is also another perennial powerhouse in the state of North Carolina. Um, but for us, it was just getting past that hump. You know, no, no Northwest team had ever gotten as far as we got. And, and we were the winningest, you know, my, my senior year, we were the winningest senior class in the history of Northwest Guilford High School. Um, so that, to me, that's my greatest memory in sports. I'll, I'll never have a greater memory than that right, that right there is going to Scotland County, beating them on their home turf, making it to the third round of the playoffs, something that Northwest has never done. Um, obviously, we wish we could have made it further, wish we could have won a state title, but, you know, that's my greatest memory. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a great state, or that's a great memory to have. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, looking back at the question um, from Brandon, Brandon Avery, one of my good friends. Um, Shout out to Brandon Avery, by the way. I, I was, basically what he was asking us was, um, what, what's our greatest achievement, or what's our greatest athletic achievement? Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't play much sports i didn't play many sports in in um high school mm-hmm. um i played sports but they they weren't organized through the through the school mm-hmm. um but i was on, i was on the track team I, when, when you may look at me and say wow that guy was on the track team when i say i was on the track team i mean i threw shot put in discus <laughs> <laughs> you didn't actually do any running <laughs> actually I, there was there was one practice i remember we had like a 12 we had to run 12 miles jared you didn't do any actual running not in competition now thank you well (laughs) i I take that back have you ever you've seen you were on the track team Mm -hmm. you've you've seen the fat man relay yes i have seen the fat man relay yes that was everyone's personal favorite too by the way exactly that that was the main event everybody Mm -hmm. stayed around to watch the fat man relay you watch these guys that are over 200 250 pounds (laughs) run a four by one and it, I mean, it's probably the most competitive race. The whole oh, day. oh, they took it serious. The, oh yeah, the guys on our team took it. I mean, th- this was this was like the thing that they prepared yeah. for. So my high school one, I would have to say, I ran the second leg mm-hmm. of the Fat Man Relay, <laughs> <laughs> and we were. I mean, we were pretty good. I mean, granted, one of the guys that was on my team is now in the NFL. Shout out to Shy Tuttle. Uh, mm-hmm. University of Tennessee. Saints, yeah. But I, uh, that that's one, I mean, we were always winning that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't an actual event. If I had to look back in my athletic career, um, I, I grew up playing hockey, mm-hmm. uh, but I was a defenseman. I was a stay at home D man. Um, wasn't really the greatest skater was nothing too fancy about me. I was going to lay you on your ass. If, if you came near me, mm-hmm. I was going to, I was going to hit you and take the puck away, try mm-hmm. to at least. Um, my family jokes that I spent too much time in the penalty box. Um, <laughs> but just means you tried, Jared. Well, that meant I was too slow to catch <laughs> up and I was tripping them. Um, but, but looking back at that, if we're talking strictly sports, like, like actual athletic competition, mm-hmm. my probably my, the highlight of my career I played travel hockey. Mm-hmm. So, in one game, I scored a hat trick. I only scored 11 goals in my career as a minor midget peewee hockey player. I made it to Bantam, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And 
And I scored a I scored eleven goals in my career, mm-hmm. and I scored a hat trick in one game. So I had three goals in one game, and the third goal this was a natural hat trick. So three goals in a row. Nobody scored in between any of my goals. Mm-hmm. I just I guess I was feeling it that day. Um, I scored my third goal. I was just dumping it in. I was like I said, I was a D man. We were on the penalty kill, dumping it in, just. Shot it into the zone, shot it on net, and mm-hmm. what do you know? There's, there's the um, there's the goal. I, I scored the third goal from center ice. So, yeah, yeah. And then um, also, I mean, with the with that goal, I mean, uh, so going into college, I, I didn't play really any mm-hmm. organized sports. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I never played football. Mm-hmm. So you talked about your club sports, which you should have because you were never a small guy. You should have so played football. That, that's a story for another time. I, <laughs> I I actually had the football coach come up to me and uh, and ask me to play when I was in middle school. He asked, he asked me to be a tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to Bryce Williams. He asked me to be a tight end, and I. Long story short, I told him no because I had some hurt feelings over a, a different sport. Um, so I, I ended up not playing. Um, Football, um, I, I liked my summers too much mm-hmm. growing up. I, I wanted to go on trips. But when we got to college, I'd grown up playing football in the yard or throwing it around and playing it just kind of with the guys doing mm-hmm. weightlifting or whatever in, right. in high school. And a lot of those guys were football players. So we get to we get to college. For those of you that don't know, Artie and I are fraternity brothers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're – we're playing on inter, an intramural football team. We're on the B squad. <laughs> We're on the B squad. So, I mean, Artie could have definitely been playing A, a squad. Yeah, I, I will say we had a lot of great talent on our fraternity because there, there was a lot of guys on that B squad that definitely could have played A squad. Well, I had no business being on either. <laughs> but, but I was. And uh, so I, I'm, a, I'm a bigger guy. So I played, uh, I played center. Um and uh, one of our pledge brothers, one of our good friends, Kyle Manick, he uh, he was our quarterback. And so uh, we're in the semifinal game. So you win that, you go to the finals of the mm-hmm. playoffs. And we're, I think we're down by a touchdown. We're down by like five points. Yep. Right. And we're like twenty yards out. Fourth down. Times like this is a this is out of a movie. Times running out, and so. Kyle says, hype, and I snap him the ball. I'm blocking. I mean, they're playing cover four. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's covered. Yeah, everyone's covered except for the guy that caught the touchdown. Except for <laughs> yours truly, Jared Shaffit, number 63 on the field, number one in your heart. <laughs> so I catch, a, I catch probably about a five-yard pass, and I run it. I had it had to have been fifteen to twenty yards, <laughs> and you were running for your life, Jerry. Oh, well. you were running for your absolute <laughs> life, like literally, like running as if someone had a gun to your head. Like if you don't score this touchdown, it's <laughs> over for you. And I, 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 I will say though, the 
the sideline reaction to that was priceless. That, I mean, everyone lost their mind. Everyone lost their mind when you scored that touchdown. It was it was priceless. It was it was awesome. So we, we were we were playing. I, I think I can say this. We were playing. We were playing one of the. I think the divine nine black fraternity. Yes, we were. And yes, we were. The I scored the touchdown. And I want to say it was uh, it was Omega. It was Omega yeah. South Iowa. We I, I can't remember. Yeah, I, it, I was, just, it was it was Omega. I, I just remember scoring. Well, right. The guy came comes up after the game, so like I I'm the hero. Like this is the probably the biggest sports moment. <laughs> I talked about the other one. This is probably the biggest sports moment ever in my life. The guy comes up and he's like, um, "Yeah, I'm not mad. Y'all beat us." I'm just mad the big white boy beat us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's that is my sports memory as it should uh, be. My my greatest achievement. Um, we had brotherhood that night. We had we had a chapter meeting that mm-hmm. night after the game. Yep. And I went home. I was so messed up. I was dirty. I was everything. I'd been in the dirt in the mud, and I, I showed up probably 25 minutes late. And I walked in, and everybody's in the room. And that was the biggest applause. I you got you got a standing ovation, didn't you? Was, yeah, it, was it in a standing ovation? I got a standing ovation. Yeah. Still wearing my jersey. I just I think I went home and changed my shorts because <laughs> I, I was so like it had been raining or something. I and I was so muddy. But yeah, uh, that that was my greatest achievement. That was your Rudy moment, man. All I'll say is, for a big white boy, I got hands. <laughs> Well, see, no one doubted your hands, Jerry. We doubted your feet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that. Thank you, Brandon, for asking that question. That gives me a chance. Uh, Brandon's heard that story probably plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I played intramurals with him several times, so um, I will say that's he knows that story. He that's probably why he told me to tell it. Um, so we just have some quick announcements before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, first announcement. I wanted to let y'all know that we are going to have a hashtag so you can send your questions in. Let us know. We want to hear from you. Um, ask us anything. You can ask us what our favorite food is. You can ask us what our favorite ECU moment is. Um, you can ask us a question about recruiting, anything like that. If mm-hmm. you want to ask know about a specific recruit, let us know. We'll, we'll answer that. We'll let you know what we think. Um, that hashtag is hashtag Boneyard Bounty. So B O N E Y A R D B O U N T Y, Boneyard Bounty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I won the seventh grade spelling. <laughs> um, and so then, also with that, we uh we have started a new Facebook page. So please go like that Facebook, um, Boneyard Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Boneyard Podcast. Make sure you're following us. Um, drop us a message. Let us know what you think. Um, we will be announcing a a sweepstakes this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you have our tweet notifications turned on. Um, you're not going to want to miss the sweepstakes. We're doing it. A collaboration with Sup Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're going to have Brett Oliveira on in the next couple weeks um, to talk about the Barstool Best Bar National Championship back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're going to want to make sure you're following us. Because there's going to be a major prize involved with the right. sweepstakes. So, yeah, please make sure you're following us. Um, like us, subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcast networks. So, Hulu or Hulu, 
What am I thinking? I've been doing this way too long. I've been, <laughs> You're I've been, tired, Jared. I've, I've, been, doing, I've been doing the quarantine. He's fatigued. I, I've been quarantining for four We're weeks all now. I'm, I'm just ready for this shit to be over. Um, but yeah, on Spotify, I was thinking the black and green. On Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Breaker, um, Google Podcast. You can find us all at all those places. Mm-hmm. If you can't find us, shoot us a message on social media. Um, email us at boneyardpod at gmail.com and we'll make sure that we take care of you. We'll make sure that we'll make sure you get what you need to get. All right. So without further ado, I say let's uh let's call this a, a day. Artie, do you have any final thoughts? Um all all I have to say is um as each week grows, as each each episode goes on, I feel like we're getting better and better by the episode. Um stay tuned, listen in, um, you know we, we've got some great interviews coming up. We've got some great content coming up. Um, so, you know, we, we really want you guys to give us some feedback and honestly um, let us know how you feel about the show um, and, 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 and tell us how you, you know, what you would like to see from us going forward, uh, what you don't like, what you love. Um, but, you know, like I said, as, as, as each week goes forward, we're just growing and we're just getting better. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And um, we'll be back next week with a great episode. All right. We're out.